the speed once again, and he's, oh my goodness, that is huge. It's a white flag for the Cuban. Edith Adbo for the posterity. Hi everybody and welcome to the Triple Jumpers podcast with me, Marcus Lombard. Today, I meet the British triple jumper Benjamin Williams. Ben is the most recent member of the 70 meter club since he jumped 17.14 meters in the beginning of August. He later improved his PB to 17.27 when he won the British Champs and he participated at the World Championships last month. Ben has had an absolutely amazing season and he has improved his PB by over half a meter. Considering he struggled with mental illness in the beginning of the year, his achievement this year is just surreal. In this episode, we go through the tough time Ben had in February, how he managed to lift himself out of that and eventually have his best season so far. We'll also talk about his knee problems and injuries, his future plans and what got him interested in triple jump. This episode is packed with a lot of great and important content, so it's really time to start. Let's jump into the 11th episode of the Triple Jumpers podcast with Benjamin Williams. Warm welcome to the Triple Jumpers podcast, Benjamin Williams. (laughs) Thank you for having me, mate. Do do people call you Ben or only Benjamin? Uh, My mum calls me Benjamin when I've been... been Everybody else calls me Ben. <laughs> okay, I'll call you Ben then. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> how are you doing right now? Are you enjoying off season, or have you already start training again? Yeah, I start. I start training on the twenty first. So on Monday, I start training. At the minute, I'm just enjoying a lot, of, a lot of uh, good food, a lot of rest, and uh, just enjoying my time off. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been traveling at any, or just being at home? Just being at home, mate, relaxing, spending time with the family, because um, I, I, I'll move back to Loughborough. Um, it's only an hour away from home, but I'll move back to Loughborough on um, on Monday, and then, you know, I won't, I won't see the... I'll, I'll stay there for a couple of months now um, without coming home, so just spending as much time as I can with the family. Okay, nice. Um, so, the season is done, and you've had a tremendous year. You, you have improved your personal best by over half a metre, and you, yes, sir. you won the British Championships and also made the first World Championships, uh, uh, your first me- World Championships ever. So could you go through your achievement this year and, and your experiences? Yeah, it was, um, it, was, it was a weird season, really, because I had surgery last year, 2018, and uh, we spent the entire year just rehabbing and getting back to some form of fitness. So this year was always just going to be, okay, let's see if we can get back to where we were. Um, let's see if we can, you know, maybe we can improve on that and let's try and make the Worlds, which was a, a standard of 16.95. Um, my first couple of competitions were very, very rusty, very ragged, just wasn't wasn't myself. But I also felt like I didn't really have the confidence. I didn't know how my knee, which is what I had the surgery on, would cope with a, with a full approach triple jump. Um, so I think I subconsciously just sort of took took a step back and didn't really didn't really go for it and that showed because i en- i ended up with uh two two competitions with with six no jumps in each comp pretty much um so 
yeah, that wasn't the, the most ideal start. But then we took six weeks off competing. We really worked on training. We knew that there was no pain whilst um, whilst competing. Uh, so I could go into my next competitions, feeling fresh, feeling ready, and, um, and you know, really really push it i i uh, i then went to a competition i did 16 69 i think which was which was a good jump for me at the time um then i went I, that that allowed me to get picked for the anniversary games which was absolutely amazing experience to compete in the uh, london 2012 olympic stadium the crowd was just electric the only issue with that is the, the conditions weren't great it was it was a headwind um, a lot of the jumpers were complaining about it but I mean, every, everybody's in the same boat, I suppose. So that is what it is. And then, you know, I went to the European Team Champs after that, where I jumped 17, 14, which it looked like I was shocked, but I knew I could jump 17. Uh, it was just, I think, to get the Olympic standard was, and at the time, I didn't know it was the Olympic standard. I thought I was a centimeter under it. And then, uh, you know, being being informed after that, I've, I've actually got the, uh, the the Tokyo Olympic standard was a, was a bit crazy. And then British Champs. Yeah, British champs, uh, 17.27, big PB, uh, really nice jump. I did it in round one. Knew I'd secured my spot to the World Championships because I didn't believe that um, anybody, definitely not two people, but I didn't really think that anybody would go would go beyond that in Britain currently. Um, so just relaxed, took my time, didn't didn't uh, push the body too much. And uh, that, that was good. And then obviously September, uh, we did the uh, Europe versus USA meet where we went there. I wasn't really ready for that meet because we were in heavier training, getting ready for the World Championships. Ended up with 16.70 something, I can't remember. And then obviously a disappointing qualifying at the World Championships, finishing with 16.77. Um, just, things just did not connect that day. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't really know the reasons as to why. I didn't. I, I felt great. I felt absolutely fantastic. Just things didn't connect whether it was the heat whether it was I, I didn't prepare myself correctly who, who knows but we, you know we, we um, we've got the experience of a, of a world qualifying now so hopefully that'll uh, that'll pay dividends next year going into the uh, going into the Tokyo Olympics yeah and there were a lot of people that had trouble during during the qualification yeah yeah you saw that you saw that I think you, if you put me in the final you'll see a different story you know I'll compete really well and and um The qualifying, it was just tricky because round one, obviously, I, I over-rotated and didn't finish my jump. Round two, I thought to myself, let's get a jump in. And uh, that was 16.77, which is better than my previous personal best before this year. And that was just getting a jump in. So I knew I was in good shape. And then obviously round three, same again, same as round one. I just over-rotated and couldn't finish the jump off. But I've got, I've got to understand that I've not really competed too much. I've, I've had five competitions in the last um, two, two and a half years. So it's not like uh, I'm going to be, you know, competition ready con uh, continuously. Um, hopefully now we can we can have a full winter behind us. It. it was disappointing for a lot of people. Well, not disappointing to a lot of people, but nobody really jumped amazingly well in the qualification. Um, Will Clay being down in the 1680s and not being able to improve on that and then jumping 1775 two days later. So I think, you know, it could have been a different story, but it wasn't. So we... Um, We, we take the we take that feeling and we hope we, you know we make sure that it never happens again that's that's the main goal now and as you said at the european team championships you made your first 70 meter jump ever and yes from the tv scenes one could tell you became very happy uh, what was going on in your head there Um, what was going on in my head is I've got, oh, I've got one more jump. Let's see how far we can get now. Um, because I knew I could jump 17 meters, and I was, I was telling people that I would go there and I'd jump 17 meters. I didn't. I thought maybe, you know, just over 17, like 17.0, 17, 
something like that. But you know, seventeen fourteen to me was you know it's a, it's a it's a reasonable distance over seventeen. Um, and I thought to myself, okay, we've got one more round. Let's go. Let's really really go for it. And that's where I actually learned that if I try too hard, I jump far worse. I just need to stay relaxed because I re- I was really amped up and really really excited obviously because i just jumped 17 meters and i was thinking you know i've got to jump out of the pit it's gonna be amazing blah 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 blah. and then ended up getting a no jump and the jump wouldn't it was probably around 17 again maybe 16 90 something but um but yeah i, I learned a lot from that competition to not not get too excited not get too over the top let's uh jump within yourself and you can still jump the far distances so yeah it was a big it was, it was actually a big learning curve that competition was it was great yeah and a fun fact is that you're actually right now the most recent 70 meter jumper how does that feel it, yeah it feels good it feels good i heard some stats i'm the and the uh the, the last time somebody from britain jumped 17 meters was 2012 i think Felix um and the the last new 17 meter jumper uh before me was nathan douglas in 2005 now obviously these people have jumped 17 since then but that was the last new 17 meter jumper so to go 14 years in britain a country which has such heritage of you know producing great triple jumpers to go 14 years with no new 17 meter jumpers is just it, it kind of blew me away really so yeah it feels good it feels good to um to hopefully bring britain back into the sort of definitely the european stage but hopefully the world stage going going into next year bring us bring us back onto the back onto the scene a little bit and hopefully it pushes the other British athletes to, you know, to see that, well, obviously 17 metres is possible, but, you know, nobody's done it in so long that maybe it's, it's, it's it, triple jump just sort of laid dormant in, in Britain and now hopefully I've brought a bit of life back to it and we got a couple of others going over the 17. Yeah, we hope so. You know, we have a, uh, you have a few jumpers that is just at high 16s right now, so yeah hopefully yeah, you exactly. can hopefully you can inspire them to get over the 70 meter mark yeah yeah uh okay so cross me hopefully that's that, that'll be good for the british champs next year yeah um okay so your season has been amazing this year but you've had some really rough years leading up uh, to 2019 yeah. um you you've been battling yeah. a lot of injuries especially with your knee after all these problems and not even jumping last year, you still managed to make 2019 your best year so far. Uh, what do you think has been the keys to, to your success this year? A good support system, honestly, a good support system, good family, good friends, um, you know, good coaches, everybody, everybody wanting me to succeed. Uh, that just, just having those people around me that I am. Um, in February, I thought about I thought about quitting the sport. I was very very close to quitting, but I've got you know a couple of very good friends which kept me motivated, kept me going to the gym, kept me going to the track. And honestly, without them, I do I wouldn't be I wouldn't be triple jumping right now. Um, so a, a good support system, I think, is just crucial. It's it's you know I don't have I don't have a gr- a great deal of, um, of let's 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 call them real friends. But the ones that I do have are just absolutely amazing, and I would I would never change them for the world. They they've really they've shaped my 2019 to be the the best the best year it has been for me in athletics. Yeah, it's really important to to have great people around you. Of course, all the time. Yeah, yeah, like-minded people as well, driven people. My my friend um, my friend Joffy is an MMA fighter. He's got a big fight this week 
weekend it's a tournament and it's if he wins he wins a contract for Bellator which is probably the second biggest mixed martial arts organization in the world so you know we're all very we're all very very driven together I think to, to surround yourself with with like-minded people it's uh, you know it, it you bounce off each other their energy is very very contagious and your energy contagious and it's just it's a real good it's a real good place to be and as you said you had a very tough time in february and almost quit yeah. could you describe how you felt then and yeah how did you manage um, to yeah it, it it was i just felt it, it i felt a, a lot of nothing in all honesty mate it it was it just felt like a lot of nothing like i didn't really care about anything especially triple jump it was just the last thing that i wanted to do because you know coming back from surgery it was difficult i'd not i'd not trained properly for a year i'd not been competing for two years and it was just really 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 hard for me and it it it, it got me down it got me really really down so like yeah i just felt i felt very down i felt like you know what's the point in this what's the point in anything i just could not be i felt energyless i think that's the best way to explain it but it was it was constant um and then going to the track and you know, I'd, I'd still go to the track. I'd miss, I'd miss sessions. Don't get me wrong. Just, just you know, through not wanting to be be anywhere. But like I say, my support system they they um they made sure I was in the gym. They made sure I was at the track. And although I, I although I was there, I didn't want to be there. And I was trying to put a hundred percent effort in. And that was the toughest thing, you know, trying to almost trick my mind and trick my body into saying I wanted to be there and putting the effort in when I really didn't. That was that was the most draining sort of most draining thing for me really was this sort of facade of uh, oh yeah I want to be there I want to do this one I, I really didn't but now I'm literally itching to, the, the, the difference in mindset is just crazy I'm literally itching to get back to training I can't wait for all the the crappy crappy runs that I have to do which I usually hate but I'm really excited to do this season this winter training so yeah the the, the, the change of mindset is just crazy it's amazing to see how how fast you change from almost wanting to to quit to have your best season ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's I think that's as well. It's it's talking to people. You you've you've got to speak to people if if you're feeling down. If you, if there's you know if mentally you're not you know you're not feeling your best. Honestly, as a man, it's it's difficult to to do so because obviously we've got this pride, we've got this alpha male sort of persona. But it's just so important that you, if you do feel down, you do speak to people because literally February I was the lowest I've ever been, um, and now I've had the best season I have ever had just from talking to people and allowing people to you know break break down that wall and let people inside. It's I think that's su- such a key key factor to to feeling better and to feeling yourself and to succeeding as well. So I, I just can't, I can't preach preach enough that people speak to people. There's no there's no there's no shame in talking. There's no shame in feeling the way. If you're feeling down, there's no shame in it. Everybody everybody goes through these feelings. Yeah, it's super important to to talk about your mental health Always. to to others. Always. Yeah. Okay. So now with this with this season in store, uh, I guess you'll be going all in for. For the triple jump leading up to 2020 and the Olympic Games, yeah. And as you said earlier, you you've already qualified for Tokyo. How much are you looking forward to compete at your first Olympic Games? Oh, mate, I cannot wait. It's going to be incredible. You know, there's still there's still bits to do before we get there. I've got to remain injury free. I've got to go to the British Championships and finish in the top two. But it's just things I can't. 
I can't see anything really getting in the way now. The standards done. There's uh, no disrespect to British triple jumpers. We, I hopefully, hopefully we, you know, it, we all push on together now. But currently, the way it stands, and I'm sure they wouldn't mind wouldn't mind me saying this, it, it's not like anybody. I don't think two people are going to jump further than what I've jumped. If we're judging from judging from this last season, you never know. Hopefully they do because then that'll push me as well. And I, I like comp- I like good competition. But currently, I can't really foresee anything getting in my way of uh, making those Olympic Games. And obviously, that's everybody's dream. Everybody that does athletics, that's their dream. And that was a big contributing factor as to why I stayed within the sport because I've not achieved what I set out to achieve. I, I've always wanted to be an Olympian. Um, and now it's so, so close. It's literally less than a year away. And um, it's within touching distance. And there's no way I'm, I'm going to let go of that. No way I'm letting go of that opportunity. Okay, so when you when you get to Tokyo then will you be there just to participate or what will your goals be when you're when you're competing there no no no, no we, we 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 participated in Doha we don't want to go there and participate again we want to go there and, and really challenge we want to we want to make the final and then once we've made the final you know anything can happen and i think it it's it's going to be great a great year for me because I've uh, I've never had a winter training. I've never had a full winter training, and now I, you know, I've I've got um, a, a, a good support basis, obviously with my friends and family, like I said. But now I've, I've actually secured some sponsorship with the with a British company, uh, local company to me, where I'm where I'm from in Staffordshire, called JCB. Obviously, I'm sure that you know they're world famous around the world, JCB for for their diggers and their tractors, etc. Um, but they're they're helping me. They're helping fund me so I can basically train full time for the Olympic year, which is absolutely amazing. There's no there's no worries about um, you know having to work. I can I can fully rest and recover. And yeah, I think that's going to be an incredible incredible thing for me this year. I can have a winter training. I can uh, I can concentrate solely on training and concentrate solely on my competitions. And I, I can't I can't wait for that. It's going to be it's going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, and. Uh... We also have a European Championships next year, and if you can continue to develop yeah. and jump even a bit further, you'll be one of the favorites there. Uh, will you go for yeah. for gold there, or what do you wish? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think. Yeah, yes, yes. I'd love to. I'd love to because I think I think I've got a very, very, very good chance of a medal. Um, I don't. I can't see. I can't see there being, you know, three people in Europe that are going to beat me next year. In all honesty, I think the major competition is going to be PPP, of course. Um, and then, you know, we've got um, I'm terrible with names, but we've got Azerbaijan, the Azerbaijan kid, the Turkish kid. You know, there's a, there's a couple of us there around the around the um, you know low to mid 17s. Um, and I'm sure there'll be somebody new that will pull out. You know, a good 17. There's a couple of good French triple jumpers. You've got Benjamin Compare and Jean-Marc Pompion who are, you know, they're capable of getting over those 17s. So we'll just have to see. It's, it's, it's. I think it took it took about 16, 70 uh, to get a medal in in uh, the last Europeans or the Europeans before that. I can't, I can't quite remember. But I think, you know, I think we've we've got a bit of life back to European triple jump now. I think it's going to take a, it's going to be, it's going to take around the 17, 20s to probably medal now, which is great. It's going to make for a good competition. So yeah, of course, I want any any chance to compete against against people who are in quotes better than me. I'll I'll you know I'll I'll always take that opportunity because I'm the only that's the only way I'm ever going to you know better myself is competing against these people that have jumped further than me. So yeah, I mean, I, I'll definitely do the European Championships. I'm looking forward to to see what you can do next year. With, with yeah, me know. too, man. <laughs> yeah. 
so you you are a, a full time athlete right now with uh, with I am now. Yes, yes. With yeah. uh, with what? Sorry, mate. You're breaking up. Yeah, you you are a full time athlete with with a new sponsorship deal that you have. Yes, yeah, we're still looking for still looking for kit deals. So if anybody's listening, uh, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're in, we're in a couple of talks. We're in a couple of talks with a couple of brands at the minute to see uh, to see what we can get. Uh, we've got we've got one that's almost um, it's secured. There's they've offered me a contract. I just need to basically see what it fully entails. Uh, maybe maybe look around a little bit more. But so so yeah, there's 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 other there's other sponsorships as well. So hopefully we'll be working with a with a kit deal uh, very very soon and hopefully i can announce that soon as well which would be great yeah uh okay so now when the fall season uh training starts uh yeah how will that day in in your life look like what will your daily routines be like uh so my daily routine will be it it all depends on the day really and now i'm uh now i'm full-time i've never really been full-time before so now i'm full-time it may be maybe slightly different maybe we can take a break in the middle of the day and come back to training sort of later but it'll look like um morning sessions i like morning sessions gets me up and out of bed probably be warmed up and ready by 10 11 latest get my first session in grab a bit of grab a bit of lunch probably be finished that session by let's say we start at 10 i'll be finished that session by like 12 30 something like that um get some lunch in and then probably head back to do my do my second session of the day whether that be sprint session a weight session wherever it may be i'll probably i'll probably end up splitting my days five five days a week i have thursdays and saturday thursdays and sundays rest and um and yeah just the grueling grueling long running sessions on saturdays which i'm absolutely dreading but i also in the same breath can't wait for them my my days are quite quite chilled really two sessions a day a lot of playstation and just relaxing man <laughs> okay what do you play on playstation just literally just call of duty mate I'm, i'm so excited for the new one to come out um it's gonna be it's gonna be dope but uh but yeah call of duty blackout play that battle royale that's all i play so we're we're going to jump into your early years also and to start it off yeah how did you came up with athletics and how did you became a triple jumper so it's a weird story um So basically, when I was eight years old, obviously at eight years old you can't do triple jump because it, there's just there's just no opportunity to do it. But I um, saw that Jonathan Edwards, you know, won the Olympics, and I saw it on TV on the news, and it just looked looked like it was flying. And then uh, I was at my my uh, my grandparents' house at the time, and then my granddad just showed me the steps, and basically the hop, the step, and the jump. Just showed me what the triple jump was, and this was it. Eight years old, uh, played football. After that, never really, never really gave it a second thought. I played football at high level, played a, a professional team called Port Vale, and um, and then a, a, a chance to do triple jump at a school sort of school versus school competition uh, arose, and uh, I, I sort of said, yeah, I can, I can, you know, I know what the triple jump is. I can do the steps. I don't know how good I'll be. I went down there in round in uh, my very, very, very first round of triple jump, and uh, I, I broke the the area record so my city record and thought well this is a this isn't too bad so we'll, we'll continue with this and then within within about a year and a half um I'd, i'd won the world youth championships and uh but then obviously injuries injuries came from that which which wasn't great but yeah i had I had quite a successful couple of years when i was younger yeah as you said you won the world youth championships in in 2009 could you tell yeah. us about that competition Yeah, that was all, that was that was 
I, I thought I could go and get a medal. That was that was always the plan was to go and get a medal. I didn't I didn't genuinely sort of believe that I could win because there was a there was a Cuban there at the time, Ernesto Reve, who was some seventeen forty something, fifty something since he's not jumped in a couple of years. But uh, Ernesto Reve was there, and uh, he you know, he jumped about sixteen forty, sixteen fifty at the time. And my personal best was fifteen seventy something. Anyway, I went down there. I uh, I qualified in about tenth spot, uh, eighth eighth or tenth spot. I can't remember. The automatic qualifying was fifteen ten, and I qualified with fifteen ten in round one. So, um, oh, okay, job's done. Went down the next day, and uh, in round one had a monstrous no jump of about sixteen ten, sixteen twenty, and um, and then in round two did fifteen ninety. Gosh, I can't remember fifteen ninety one. I want to say, um, which that's that was enough to win the competition. Um, so it was a, it was that was a crazy crazy day. Just stood on the podium with the uh, national anthem playing and, and so on. It's yeah, that was that was insane. That was mad. Okay, and you said you 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 only had triple jump for a year and a half. So one could say you have a lot of talent and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. There's there's de- there's talent there's talent there definitely. There's always there's always been a talent for a triple jump. But I, I think now I need to I, I need to well I've now I've realised that I also that there needs to be that element of working hard as well. It's not just I'm not that talented that I'm going to be able to you know win win global medals just off talent. I need to work hard with it as well. And you know when you're talented and you work hard, then that's that's just the perfect recipe, I suppose. Yeah. It's it's easy to to go on talent when when you're young, but as you grow older, it yeah, becomes harder exactly. and harder. Yeah, it, yeah, it's easy. Of course it is. Of course it is. And I saw that you know people who were working. I've, I'll be the first to admit I took it for granted when I was younger, um, and I'll be the first to admit that I saw people who were working harder than me. I'm openly admit that they were working harder than me, um, sort of creeping up and catching up with me, and uh, I didn't. I didn't really like that at all. So then I began to work hard, and like now we've, you know, you've we've seen, we've seen the difference. Yeah, I've worked hard, and I've gone seventeen twenty-seven, and I don't think that's by any means even close to my limit. I think um, next year we're looking, we're looking for, you know, creeping up to those mid mid seventeens, if not more. So we'll just we'll see we'll see what happens. The year after the World Youth Championships, you made a final at the World Juniors, where you finished yeah. uh, 11th. Uh, yeah. So that year, that year we struggled with uh, we 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 struggled with ankle with my ankle. I uh, I rolled my ankle early in the season um, in Loughborough and just never really recovered for the entire year. Um, and then yeah, it it was just I would have loved to have you know gone up and challenged again for a medal there, but I just I, I wasn't able to train throughout the year because of because of my uh, my ankle um, and that that really set me back that year. I think definitely. But then in in 2013, uh, your success in in the triple jump took you to America and uh, the University of Louisville. So could you tell us about uh, what led up to to the that decision to to move over? Yeah, and... yeah. So basically, 2010 was a write off because of my uncle, and then 2011 we found out that I had uh, stress fractures in my in my lumbar spine, L4 and L5, both left and right. Uh, so I had four stress fractures in my spine. So that blew 2011 out. 2012, I had a bad knee. Um, 
and 2013, like you said, in talks with a couple of universities because I was taken off um, lottery funding by British Athletic because, you know, I hadn't competed well for so long, which is, you know, warranted, I guess. Um, I was, I mean, I'd not been competed, so it's fair. Um, but then the university, to allow me to keep eligibility for, for another year, they told me to not compete in the 2000. 2013 season so I didn't compete to, to make sure I had all of my years eligibility and then um, yeah I think I think it was 2004 2013 September yeah September 2013 I went out to um, university and then I think uh, 2014 was when I first competed out there maybe late 2013 December sometime I'm not too sure but um, but yeah so I, it was just it was the fact that you know I'd not I'd not funded at home I was um, I was you know struggling and this university was offering me pretty much everything full time training medical anything and education free anything which I needed was 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 there and it was right it was on tap for me so I think it was it would have been a silly decision for me to pass up a full scholarship to to a, a university in America and I think it was genuinely the exact thing which I needed. Um, it, it taught me a lot of discipline. It made me fall in love with the sport again because I used to hate the weight room. I used to hate doing gym work and lifting weights. I hated it. I used to lie to my coach and say I'd be him and I hadn't. But out there, I actually found a love for it because although it is an individual sport and I love that aspect of it, there was you know, a camaraderie between your teammates and it was fantastic because in the weight room, everybody would get behind you and they'd, they'd, they'd push you and it that was absolutely amazing. I think that was a big turning point in my career was going to America. I think it was very, very, very necessary and it's really, really shaped me to be the athlete which I am today, which is, you know, determined, motivated, very self-motivated and, um, yeah, I think it was, it was, it was the best decision I've, I've probably ever made in my athletics career. Yeah, and you... You improved uh, a lot there, and you made the NCAA yeah. final several times and won bronze at the 2015 yes. Indoor Championships. Um, yep. Could you tell us about your your time there? Yeah, in, it was it was just it was good. It was good. I really enjoyed competing out there. The, the the standard of competition was was you know probably higher than it was in Britain at the time. To be to be fair, I never really had a great season. Coming because because of the way that their season works, it starts quite early and finishes quite early, and then you come. I'll come home to Britain and I'll be sort of you know wiped out at that point. So I never really. 2014, I'd say, was the only year which I did better in Britain than I did actually in America. Uh, so I can see why people say, oh well, they've done it in America, but they've never done it in in Europe. But that's because you know you you aim to peak at the NCAA's. Uh, that's what the university wants, and that's who you sign. That's who you sign to. At the end of the day, I wasn't signed to British Athletics, so I wasn't aiming to compete uh, to the peak at the British Champs. I was aiming to peak at the the NCAA's, which is you know what what I did for for the for the time out there. But it's just great competing against guys like Marcus Dendy and you know Donald Scott and I have sort of yeah. I, I know he's. I know he's done seventeen, um, seventeen forty now. But um, him, he and I, we've 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 always been there or thereabouts in high degrees, and, and then like we're in the seventeens and stuff like that now. Like it's it's we've always had this sort of. It's, it's not a rivalry. I get on really really well with Donald Scott, but I think for me, I see, I, I see he and I in a couple of years' time. Uh, at, the, at the top of the game, if I'm be, if I'm being honest with you, I think that's that's the way it's going to be, and uh, I, I wouldn't wouldn't want to share the stage with anybody else. To be fair, I love the guy; he's he's a really nice guy. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're not the only European that moves to the US to study and train at the university. 
now looking back at your time there, what advice would you give to young athlete, athletes wanting to attend to a college and what did you learn from, from your time there? Well, I, I grew up. That was the main thing. I grew up a lot. I had to, I had a lot more responsibility. You know, I had to do my own cooking, my own cleaning, my own washing and all that kind of stuff. Um, so use, use the time out there to grow up, to, to grow, to grow yourself as a human and find out who you are. I find out, I found out who I was out there, which was great. But uh, if you are out there, literally give a hundred percent and a hundred percent to not just the not just the athletic side of things but everything the whole experience um absolutely everything classes the the, the culture it's it, like i'm gonna sound i'm gonna sound horrendous now but literally even the parties like give them a go like go, it's very essential to like relax but make sure you you take everything you can from that experience go to all of the sports in the event because i'm telling you it's literally a different level if you go to the american football stadiums or the basketball stadiums you'll be in awe that people are going to gonna go and watch a university play like it, it was it was incredible to me but yeah be a hundred percent invested into absolutely everything obviously you're training you, you need to be 100% invested in your training because if you if you go out there and you're not invested into it then you're not going to reap the results which you you know you will get it, it, it as opposed to being invested so just go and really take control of your life and 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 have literally the best time of your life yeah that was some some really good tips and so after college you moved back to england uh, did you pick up with your old coach or who did you start yes training with? yeah yeah so i picked up my old coach uh, john crotty um and we had it we had a year together before he retired i became british champ in the time um and I, I got second at the european team champ but i just think that um and it I was really struggling with my knee for the entire year. Uh, I think the reason we didn't go over 17 that year is because my knee just would not allow me. I couldn't put any real force through it uh, for the jump phase. So I think that was that was a that was a big big issue. But yeah, I picked up with John, um, and then in 2017, yeah, like 2017, he retired, uh, and that's when I then got picked up by Aston Moore and Femi Akinsanya. They're my um, they're my two coaches um, at the minute, and obviously things seem to be seem to be going well. So it was a, it was a good decision to move to that. Now we're back to where we started, and uh, you're right now you're 27 years old, and uh, it seems to me that yes, your uh, your career has been taken off for real, and obviously yeah. obviously Tokyo is is your next uh, big target, but hopefully I have many more years and great competitions ahead uh, yeah of course of course of course <laughs> yeah. in particular for me mate the Com the commonwealth games in birmingham i'm gonna i'm gonna win that home game and that's gonna be the best feeling of my career regardless of what anything happens like even though it's it's the commonwealth it, it, it you know it's not the olympics but it's a home game so to win to win a championship in, in front of a home crowd that's going to be special and i cannot wait to do that okay so is it the Commonwealth in Birmingham in 2022 or yes yeah yeah 2022 yeah yeah okay so that's one plan you have do you have any more plans or goals for your career yeah of course of course of course I'm, I think you know we've got we've got Paris uh, 2024 um, that's 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 going to be the Olympics where I believe I, I can you know go out there and challenge uh, but Tokyo is in the forefront of my mind right now 
Tokyo, let's get let's let's go there, let's do the best that we can and let's, you know, set ourselves up to to be able to to go and challenge it at, at the next sort of you know, whether it be a Europeans, Worlds, Commonwealth, wherever it may be, just establish myself as somebody who can compete at the at the uh, the highest level and that that's 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 the plan for Tokyo. And um and then whatever happens after that happens. But I'm just, like I say, I'm just excited to, to get that, that gold at the Commonwealth Games in front of the home home crowd. That's gonna be incredible. Yeah, that's some really good plans. <laughs> yeah okay so when your career is over then what do you do you want to do when you're when it's time to hang up the spikes um i'd, I'd like i love the sport i really do love the sport so i'd like to stay within the sport i think later on in life maybe get into coaching but i'd love to um i'd love to broadcast i'd love to to um to commentate to you know to 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 share my knowledge on the sport on a on a broader scale because I'm 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 a I'm a student of triple jump. I absolutely love learning learning new things about triple jump and I think that's my coaching system which I've got at the minute is amazing because they're both very experienced. They both know so much about triple jump and I'm just learning and learning every day. And I'd love to be able to, you know, apply that to on a on a broadcasting stage possibly. I don't know, maybe maybe we could we could we could work together. We got some. We got some TV slots for triple jumpers, and uh, we can commentate. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, that would be really good. That'd be good. <laughs> If we talk a little bit about training, also, um, could you start with going through your triple jump technique? What are your strengths and weaknesses in in your technique? Yeah. So my strengths. My strengths are. Clearly, my hop and step. My hop and step is very, very far. You're looking at about 11 meters 50 hop and step, if not more. Sometimes um, it's I, I I do a one and a half one and a half arm action coming off the board. Uh, I think that's that's the best for me because it it allows me to to keep balance, carry the most speed through, but also get my uh, my double arm shift into the step phase. Um, as you as we as we can see quite often, I uh, I rotate into the step. I think that's just because of the, you know, the hang time which I generally, which I, which I generally get in step. Um, we will work on that over the winter, so I stay upright and maintain maintain hip height, so I can, uh, you know, carry as most speed as much speed through as possible. But yeah, I think hop and steps very, 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 very good. Uh, jump phase needs needs a lot of work. There's, there's so many so many things we need to do in the jump phase, sort of presenting the foot better from step to jump. Keeping the hips high, not sitting, uh, not over rotating with the chest, keeping the shoulders back, and that'll allow me to then get that free leg into the jump phase um, a lot, a lot easier, and, and be able to be able to hold that jump phase. You know, sort of like what, when when you see PPP, you see that real fast contact, and then the knee the knee comes through a lot faster. And I, I believe if I can get that, then I could be you know up there jumping similar distances to PPP most definitely. Um, so so yeah, I think I think we. we, we This this winter we're really going to work on the the step to jump. I think the hop to step's pretty much down, and um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited because I've I've never I've never really had a jump phase, so we'll see we'll see what happens when I get one. Yeah, and you you do the backswing with your arms in in your jump phase. That's pretty. Yeah, yeah, I go. I, yeah, that's what. Sorry, mate. Yeah, that's uh, that's something you mostly people don't do that. So. Could you yeah, tell us about yeah. that? Uh, so yeah, so I basically I, I I come from a double arm shift, bring my arm back, go into a jump phase, and then once I'm in the jump phase, because it's so 
I've never really drilled it. I don't really know what I do. It, my body just takes over. What I'd love to do is get into a lovely hang position and uh, bring the bring the legs through to the leg shoot. But what I, what I tend to do is uh, swing my arms around, and uh, that just that just makes me go into the leg shoot far sooner than I actually want to. Uh, yeah, it's something which I don't I don't want to do. I don't practice. It's not something which I would tell people to. You know, it's it's efficient because it really isn't. It, it's it's dropping me out of my jump phase a lot sooner than I want it to. Um, but it's just what my body does in the air at that moment. I can't I can't really control it. So uh, hopefully next year we can we can get into a hang position where it's a position which is consistently held um, rather than you know just just dropping just dropping down early, which is what I currently do. Yeah. So d- kids don't do that. Don't watch me. Watch watch P watch PPP or Christian Taylor. Watch those guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Until next year. Next year, then then you can watch me. <laughs> yeah. Uh... It's also it's it's more often you see people do like this in the long jump, but not so often in yeah. the triple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I, it's just what it's just what my body does at the minute. We we recognize that it's wrong, but it got to the point in the season where it was just it was silly to try and change too much. We just needed to work on our strengths and uh, and allow the winter to work on our weaknesses. You you made a lot of progress this year, and you talked a little bit about what you need to develop. Do you have anything other that any other quality that you think can make you a better jumper in the future? Yeah, my speed. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I think I'm deceivingly quite, actually, relatively fast on the runway. I'm not slow. Uh, I think I look quite slow. But uh, I, I actually uh, at the British Championships, I was running the ten point ten point four meters per second, ten point three nine meters per second on the runway, which is you know more than fast enough to, to jump wherever you want to jump, really. Um, so, but I'd like I'd still like to get up around about the ten point sixties. I think that's what you see in um, in world 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 class triple jump. You see, so Philip Zidowu would be running at ten point six meters per second. You know, Christian Taylor comfortably is running at ten point eight meters per second. Will Clay's up there. I think you look at you look at these people and you look at what they've jumped, and I think that's a big factor uh, because you can just carry so much more speed through. So I think gaining more speed on the runway and maintaining hip height into the jump phase. Um, To, to obviously to carry that speed, which I, which I, you know my new speed through the runway into the jump phase is, is going to be is going to be absolute key for me to jump in uh, big distances next year. You talked a little bit before about uh, how your your days look like, um, but how does the the training week look like? So on Mondays, so I'll, I don't know what this what this year is going to look like, but I can go off. I'll, I'll tell you what last year looked like. So Mondays would be uh, jumps day with with sprints. So we would um, we triple jump, we triple jump drill. So we do maybe like hop drills, uh, and then get into some short approach triple jumps, and then we would we would sprint after it. It's usually the the sort of longer sprint day, so 60s and 80s and, and things like that. Um, Tuesday would be weights with with sort of circuits or core or whatever whatever it may be as a, as, a, as an auxiliary. So you know maybe theraband work, strengthening the glutes. Uh, but the weights, uh, they they be you know you're, you're basically you're basically so they be your cleans, your your quarter squats, your step ups, wherever it, it varied depending on the day. Some if, if I did clean one day, I'd do snatch the other day. If I did squats one day, I'd do step ups the other day. Uh, but yeah, so Tuesday was my first weight session. Wednesday would be uh, a plyo day, a plyo based day with again sprinting, but the sprinting would be more sort of we'd start with sprinting actually. It would be sort of sled pulls over 30 to 40 meters, looking at. 10 10 percent of body weight 10 to 15 percent of body weight on the sled 
Um, working on technique as well with that because obviously my running technique is not the best, but um, hopefully that's going to be going to be fixed during the winter. And then we go into a plyo session where uh, sort of box jumps, hurdle jumps, that kind of that kind of thing. Um, nothing too strenuous, just working more reactive rather than uh, rather than you know strength gain. This is this is all summer by the way. In the winter it'll change to 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 be maybe single leg box work and something which is a bit more strenuous on the body but in the summer we were just trying to work on, on you know reactive getting them fast twitch fibers firing um thursday would be rest day friday would be a complete jump day so uh the only session i would be doing would be would be sorry i'd, I'd actually have a little bit of core at the end of it but um, it would be a lot of a lot of jump drills hop drills hop step drills and then into the triple jump and then saturday my my second weight session with a with a sprint session and probably shorter sprints this time so we'll be doing we'll do 30s or 40s with no sled um as fast as we can um and and one of those running if i was competing uh actually yeah i tell a lie monday we we changed the 60s and 80s to to runways so i was actually doing my uh my run through practices on mondays you know getting closer to competition so i'd jump do my run through practices and that would be my monday jump and running session uh and then sunday would be sunday would be rest day so it's you know it's quite it's we do we do a fair amount of jumping plyo work and it's 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 basically it's basically what you expect from a triple jump program we run we lift and we jump and that, that's i think that's i think people often try and overcomplicate things uh with triple jump and and many events but as long as you're as long as you're ticking all the boxes that's all that's all that needs to be done yeah and uh when you're between the sessions what do you do to in order to recover your body as fast as possible and, and stay healthy yeah so uh, got to make sure that we take it in taking in protein uh, so I, I actually I, I drink BCAAs during my workouts which allows me you know the protein synthesis window is then is then elongated so you have a you have a longer time to, to take in protein after your workout so I drink BCAAs during my workout um, and then once I'm finished I'll go home I'll have during the winter I'll take uh, I'll take creatine and glutamine glutamine after my sessions. So the creatine obviously helps with with strength and power gain and uh, and recovery. And the glutamine is basically a, a an amino acid which is which helps solely for recovery. Um, go home and eat probably. Uh, um, that that that's the time where I'll have a little bit of carbs just to, just to replenish the muscles so protein carbs uh, and then later later in the evening it'll probably just be protein and veg for me. Um, gotta gotta stay. They lean, so I don't want to take in too many carbs over the winter. It's not too bad, but um, but yeah, basically supplementation-wise and things like that, I take I take multivitamins, um, glutamine, creatine, and just branched-chain amino acids during my workout, and I feel like that helps me the most. It's not it, it sounds a lot, but it's really not too much, and it just it just makes me feel feel a little bit better uh, in terms of activity. I'll foam roll, I'll stretch, maybe get a ma- maybe use a massage gun. Um, and just just stay relaxed really don't i don't want to do anything that's too strenuous outside of the track because then it i was i was actually personal training this uh this this year before before august um i was personal training alongside my own training and you know it was just it was just taking its toll on my body because i finished my training drive an hour home an hour minimum sometimes it could take an hour and a half depending on traffic and then go straight to the gym and have to personal train people where i'm there you know then shifting weights about for them and showing them techniques and whatnot and it was just i've learned that i need to rest and recover as much as possible so anything any any sort of strenuous activity for me at this point in my career is staying on the track i'm not doing 
I'm not doing anything outside of the track, which is gonna which is gonna fatigue me. To wrap it all up, we have uh, a few quick questions about you as a, a person, and then we'll go into some followers' uh, questions also. Uh, awesome. So Ben, what are your interests when you're not training? You talked about Call of Duty. Do you have any other interests? Uh, any other interests? Yeah, I love I love like fashion and streetwear. I love um, I love that. I just think it's good because you can you can really sort of show your personality. Um, you, you show your personality and what you wear, and um, I think it's I think it's a really good way of expressing yourself. I'm not very good, but I like taking pictures, mainly of sort of fashion and streetwear and all honesty. Um, but yeah, so mainly just the uh, yeah fashion, a bit of photography. Like I say, I'm not great, but I enjoy doing it, so I'm going to carry on doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and. Uh... The British people isn't exactly famous for their tasty and colorful uh, food, uh, but <laughs> anyhow, what is your favorite food? My favorite food. Um, I, I love a Sunday roast. We have a, we have a we have a Sunday roast in, in in the UK where it's you know it's either like chicken or beef or lamb or whatever, and then you've got potatoes and vegetables and gravy, and it's just absolutely delicious. It's incredible. Um, yeah, that's my favorite. I don't I don't know why people say I lived in America. Right, I'm telling you, British food is fifty five thousand times better than American food. Other other than the fast food, but like the supermarket food out there is just not good. Like our supermarket, it's so much fresher, it's so much better. We have good meals in Britain. I'm telling you, come to England, I'll cook for you. I promise you, I'll change your mind. We we've got good food. <laughs> okay, okay. And then, um, what kind of movies do you like to watch? Um, see, I used to be a big movie fan, but now I just play Call of Duty. But I like. I like any. T- I love a comedy, obviously. Like you know, like let's take Step Brothers as like the staple. Like that's that's the that's that's my kind of humor. Like a good humor. I love I love the Harry Potter series. I love like action. Honestly, anything horror action. I'm good. I'm I'm not a big fan of all that soppy stuff, but um, I don't mind a musical. Quite like a musical, mate. Get involved in get involved in that. But uh, but yeah, I watch I watch anything to be honest with you. Okay, and. Uh... What about music? Uh, what music do you listen to? Again, again, I, it's a lot. Uh, I'd say what I mainly have on in the car is probably like R and B, hip hop. But I love Motown. I love swing. I love. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of like all the, the charts per se. Of what you know, of like pop music. But I still listen to it if it's on. But I tell you what, my go-to uh, Spotify playlist. Yeah, it's probably it's probably full of full of like R and B and hip hop songs. If I'm being honest, yeah. Yeah, um, and this question might be a bit tricky. So, if you were stranded on an island, which triple jumper would you bring okay. there? <laughs> which triple jumper would I bring with me? Yeah. <laughs> Did it, is it a triple jumper from the past? Anybody or somebody that's competing now? Yeah, anybody. <laughs> anybody. Uh, Jadal Bagorio. Do you remember Jadal Gregorio, the Brazilian triple jumper, seventeen yeah. ninety? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Basically, he's he's six foot eight, and I would fear nothing if I was with Jadal Gregorio. He, he is he is the one of the biggest humans I've ever met, but one of the nicest people. So uh, I feel like he'd protect me and and get me food. So yeah, Jadal Gregorio. <laughs> yeah, he's a beast. 
Yeah, he's huge, man. Yeah. Okay, then we we just have some questions from our followers. Uh, so okay, awesome. So a guy called Copper Hein uh, wants to have some tips for athletes uh, who are struggling with mental illness. With mental illness, okay. Like so, I, I touched on it. I touched on it previously. Speak to somebody. Honestly, getting getting your issues and your troubles out in the open. Is it's it's the best thing that you can do. Nobody is gonna nobody is gonna judge you. Everybody will be there for you. I know it's I know it's tough to sometimes speak about it because you know we're we're men and um, it's it's um, you know it, it hurts your pride if you're feeling down. But obviously, if if the leading killer in males under forty five is suicide, then there's an issue. There's a real 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 big issue and. Um, so you know you're not alone. If that's the case, you know that you are not alone, and you can speak to anybody. And I, if if anybody has if anybody has any any issues, if, if anybody's listening to this and they want any advice, they can always just just direct message me on Instagram. Um, ben Jump eighteen. Direct message me on Instagram. I'm always an outlet for you. I'm I'm, an, I'm a, I'd say I'm an ear, but I'm an eye. You know, I can't I can't listen, but I can I can read you. I can read, and I'll I'll always reply, and I'll always try and try and uh, give the best advice I can. But honestly, speak to somebody, parents, best friends. It's it feels so good once it's out in the open. It feels like that that heavy feeling that's on your chest and on your shoulders shoulders just just seems to disappear once you once you speak to somebody about it. So that's the that's literally the first the first thing that you should do. Yeah, that's some good tips. Uh, and then Willie Trey Campbell wants to know what stadium is your favorite to compete in. Oh, what stadium is my favorite to compete in? Okay, I love Birmingham because it's where the British Championships are. Um, the the uh, oh gosh, I've only competed in the anniversary in in the uh, London Olympic Stadium once. That was amazing. But I think my favorite would have to be Birmingham just because the crowd's really close to the runway. They get involved, and you know it's a British champ, so everybody sort of they kind of know who you are and things like that. So uh, yeah, Birmingham Alexander Stadium is my favorite, my favorite stadium to compete in. Yeah, and that's where you you have your PB in also. So yeah, it's where I have my PB. Eugene, Oregon, the um, that that's a that was a really good stadium as well. But obviously they're they're doing all that up for the uh, World Championships in a couple of years time. But yeah, Birmingham definitely my favorite. Yeah. Okay, and then. Toby Tella wants to know if we get to see another front flip in the next uh, <laughs> Tokyo Olympic Games. <laughs> I tell you what, I do a front flip if I've won. <laughs> okay, so, if so I if... know that I've won or I've got a medal, I'll do the front flip. Yeah, so maybe we will see it in in the last round then. <laughs> yeah, in the last round, yeah, because I don't I don't want to ruin my chances. I don't like doing the front flip, but. Um... <laughs> Sometimes my body just does weird things, but uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see it somewhere. We'll definitely see it somewhere. Okay. Uh, and now the last question: uh, If you could invite a guest to the Triple Jumpers podcast, who would that be? If I could invite a guest to the Triple Jumpers podcast, who would it be? Um, that's a tough one. That's a really, really tough one. Do they have to be a triple jumper? Um, I'm trying to think now who I, who I would invite. Uh, who have you had? Who have you had on? Um, <laughs> no, it, it can be. It is, can this, be a this coach. Is or... 
can be a coach or I'll tell you I'll tell you I'll tell you who I'd have on Richard Kilty okay the the British sprinter yeah 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 Richard Kilty he's got so many stories the story of him winning the world indoor championships is incredible he was a team captain in um in Doha for us and his his team speech was just incredible he he's 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 a really interesting guy who I think I think uh, people would they take a lot from and they'd uh you know he he's a really good talker too. So yeah, Rich, Richard Kilty would be would be a, a really good guy, I think. Yeah, and he's a married he's married to to a triple jumper as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you got that connection. Yeah, he married to Dovi. Yeah. And again, Dovi have Dovi on. She's she's brilliant too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, you can get them both on. Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, okay, Ben. Thanks for joining the podcast. It was very nice to talk to you, and I wish you the be- very you best of luck me. in the future. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I think Ben had so much great things to say. It was really good and important that he shared so much tips and experiences from his mental problems. That's something I think a lot of people need to hear. It was also really inspiring to hear about his future goals and just how motivated he seems to be. I really wish Ben all the best ahead as he has been through some really tough years. If you have any tips on who I should interview, send an email to info at triplejumpers.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media and check out the news section on the website. I will soon be back with another episode. Until then... Have a good time. Bye. Tremendous speed once again. And he's, oh my goodness, that is huge. It's a white flag for the Cuban. Fédit Tambo pour la postérité.